Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 60, and joining me on today's show is Daniel Hogan from The Mental Podcast, and we're going to be discussing the topic of men's mental health. Daniel is the founder of Desio People, a personal coaching business, and her background is in business psychology, but kicked it to the curb to focus on what really matters, and that's people. Daniel is a youth mental health first aid instructor and has two beautiful daughters and is also a huge fan of the NBA. Hi, Danielle. Thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Darren. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Very glad that the um, the, the schools are going back. I know. <laughs> today is my first day. How ironic is this? My first day out working with clients face-to-face was yesterday for the first right. time in six months and yesterday was the day that my year five and year two daughters went back to school oh, wow. so like Monday Tuesday Wednesday trying to get everything you know I've had six months of being yeah. at home trying to get everything sorted and then I'm out in traveling to London to do to to work face-to-face wow. on the day they're going back to school so <laughs> I managed to get to drop them off I didn't have a, my meetings weren't till right. I made sure they're in the afternoon so I wanted to take them in but today is my first day at home working with no children and it's fantastic wow. <laughs> yeah it's it's I, I, I I'll be honest I have a newfound respect for teachers um same because to try and deal, you know, you've got two girls, I've got two boys, but to try and just deal with those and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it's really stressful. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, testament to, to them to be able to deal with classes of, you know, 28 to 30 know. kids. I wouldn't and, and couldn't do it. So, um, yeah, no, it's interesting. But no, like I said, thanks very much for joining me on the show today. And obviously you are the co-host of the Mental um, Podcast. Yeah. And so for people that haven't either come across the Mental Podcast or come across you before, can you give us a bit of background on yourself and also the podcast? Yeah, so Mental is brilliant. Um, Bobby Temps, who um, the podcast belongs to, he's the host and I co-host with him. Um, And I know he set it up to a couple of years ago now, maybe two and a half years. Um, I've been with him maybe for about 15 months to really destigmatize mental health. Um, And it really is a specifically, you know, mental health podcast stroke I guess mental illness so our guests come on and talk about their experiences with mental illness um and you know sometimes we have people from the professional um from a professional uh, medical background and so they'll come on and just share maybe their experiences working within the field um and we'll have you know authors and different people that have come on that come on or campaigners um but most people that come on you know really do come and share their stories and you know it's quite deep um and um but we really get into it so um yeah it's brilliant actually the podcast was campaigning for uh mental health mandatory mental health education in schools and it went through Mm. um oh wow yeah this year it's first of september it started england and wales um to um ensure that mental health is is taught in schools so it's absolutely amazing brilliant yeah that that is fantastic and i think um you know this this for me has been kind of I want to say, want to have a better word, bubbling away for like two to three years where the, it's almost like it's an acceptance has happened and people are now starting to accept that there is an actual issue. There is mental health issues and, you know, there shouldn't be this stigma around it. It's like any other illness mm. um, and, and awareness is being raised. But I, I mean, I genuinely believe that there's way, way more to be done. And, you know, whilst some of our regular listeners listening to this might be thinking, well, why are we talking to someone from, you know, the mental podcast? Why are we talking about mental health? And it's kind of like you and I were talking about off air. There is a, a direct correlation between nutrition and mental health. Um, and we'll delve into a little bit of that uh, a little bit later on in the show. 
but it's it's from my perspective particularly around dads and males there's this almost like this ingrained culture whereby you know it's it's seen as weak to be talking about mental health it's it seemed to be weak uh, to, to, to be talking about are oh, you struggling you have a, having a down day but it's very real and it very it very much happens and so you know really the purposes of today is for us to delve into that and how you know dads can talk to mates they can talk to co-workers you know how they can you know, distinguish what mental health is you know what the symptoms are and stuff like that really so that's yeah. kind of the, the purpose behind it yeah, well, absolutely. And, and if anything, Darren, staggering, you know, and devastating statistics. To be fair, this year, 2009 and 20, male suicide rate hits its, you know, a two decade, two decade high in England and Wales. Yeah. More and more men, you know, unfortunately are taking their own lives and, you know, men are stressed out um, mm. and uh, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and I guess when, you, you know, when you said, you know, there may be people listening, some of your listeners may question, okay, well, this is like a fitter, healthier podcast. And where, yeah. where does this come in? I mean, like, you know, we said off it, obviously, under any health band or umbrella, your physical and your mental health are so aligned, you know, yeah. it's, it's impossible to, to tear them apart, to be honest. And um, they, they both have... Um, an impact one has an impact on the other all, all the time throughout our lives and um i i guess that's where i come in and my background i'm really into uh being proactive around mental health so my issue over the last couple of years i guess issue may be the wrong word but where i'm really striving to get to is that for us to be able to talk about mental health we don't automatically think about mental illness Yes. Mental health and mental illness are two different things, as are poor physical health and a healthy person and a healthy body. They're yeah. two different things. So if I just talk about, oh, you know, I'm really trying to be healthy and I want to be healthy and maintain my, my health physically, that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that people are going to think, oh, why are you unhealthy? Are you, are you not fit? Are you, are you, are you ill? Are, are you, you know, mm. are you sick? Have you got a problem? Um, yeah. We talk about that health aspect all the time without that kind of limiting negative factor that seems to be a black cloud over it but with mental yeah. health there's all soon as we bring up that term and we talk about mental health people assume it's mental illness and it's it's not yeah. always no no I, and that's a fantastic point and the reason I say that is because it, it kind of aligns itself a little bit with your general health and that is what I mean by that is and that is maintenance so rather than waiting until you have an issue what about you know, employing a bit of a maintenance regime. And what I mean by that is that we, I guess, unconsciously have stresses and strains throughout our daily lives, weeks, months, years, whatever it is, whether that's family, career, relationships, or whatever it is. And you can employ those some very, very good tactics to be able to A, determine when you're stressed and B, to be able to deal with it. Um, and, and I, I, str I struggle with this, but I've now kind of nailed it. I have a little bit of a morning routine now where I do a bit of meditation. I do a bit of breath work and things like that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and, and all that kind of stuff really, really helps if you've had a stressful day the day before or you wake up in a bit of a stress state worrying about the day ahead. You know, those little tactics, which take me anywhere between you know 15 to 20 minutes to employ in the morning, really set yourself up for the day so I think it's a good point that you raised and it's not about you know mental illness men mental health it's about it's almost like mental maintenance in, in a absolutely. way absolutely that's a great term and um and that's where I come in so I work um I actually joined mental because I um obviously I care about mental health and um yeah. and also to to learn and to you know to work in in a podcast situation because I love podcasts and you know I am setting up my own podcast literally as we speak but my right. my background has been in business psychology so I've worked for 12 years um in in the corporate world in with right. leadership teams and setting up you know and working and implementing cultural train strategies and really helping people understand you know how best to um lead develop their skills yeah. and, and 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 within teams and in within individuals and you know to really kind of perform you know at that yeah. high-end performance what what do we need to do and I found that throughout that time 
And I worked in a, uh, uh, as I said, a corporate, you know, the private sector, corporate organization and one specific organization for quite a long time. And um, I think at first we came on, you know, imagine this global organization that's huge. There's basically engineers, construction, mm. you know, construction, the kind of uh, uh, <laughs> barriers that were going up to the work that we yeah. do. People were always open to, oh, you know, it's a course. Oh, it's leadership. Oh, we've got to do this kind of course. And yeah. I, I and, and one of my colleagues, you know, sometimes really felt conflict because I, I, you know, from my background, really understanding, you know, yourself and, and understanding what, yeah. what motivates you or what challenges you have and where you can really perform is really trying to get into that, who you are and, and, um, and where your limitations are maybe and what you want to work on, as well as just, you know, the skills that you might need to perform that job technically, you know, yeah. the, the, that the human element, let's say, of change and development was just, you know, is just missed all the time. And I must say Definitely. now in, in, in industry, it's, it, there's a lot more more of this work and it's fantastic to see um but i kind of left that corporate world i mean i, I say i left that corporate world i have corporate <laughs> clients but i mean i went yeah. i was i became self-employed a couple of years ago um, and set up my own business so that i could kind of get back to the stuff that i believe works if you like you know the the the, the in order to perform and whether that be you know my background is in sport so I've played okay. all my life um I, I've got pictures of me in a potty at the side of a netball court with my mom and my dad was a basketballer and still right. coaches basketball both of them are sports coaches um so I work with athletes and I okay. also work in with corporate clients yeah and I think you know this is the the other area which is maybe the parallels are not drawn enough from this, and that is you know the whole sports psychology is essentially dealing with your mental health right because mm-hmm. the, the and this goes the same in business and this goes in the same when you're just doing a workout in the gym if you know there's only so much physical effort that you can put into mm-hmm. any one task whether that be career whether they be sport or in the gym then there comes a huge part of it which is not that the dots are not joined up for me and that is how you cope with things mentally and how you react to things mentally and what that what i mean by that is that knowing yourself so you know kind of being introspective of yourself understanding how you react and deal with things will mean that you can respond in a much better way to deal with the situation that you're faced with. And that might sound quite high level, but what I'm trying to do is, is, is get people to understand of, of joining the dots up between the psychological, psychological element of it and mental health. For me, they're all one and the same, unless you agree or disagree. Absolutely. And I mean, I was even talking to um, a client the other day um, who uh runs an academy at a, a, a professional football club and she right. was saying to me um you know you know in the past we kind of you know if there's a problem then mm. you go to the psych yeah <laughs> you know if there's a yeah. problem people often often go there first what's the problem and then go to see the psych or go and see whoever it is that you might need to talk to as a problem but on yeah. being working especially in a young you know with young athletes mm. understanding that element of the mind and your mm. state of mind is key yeah. when when there's no problems when we're when we're on the surface it's fine we're young we're we're 12 we're yeah. 14 we're starting to feel that we're quite good at this and there may yeah. be some you know we're, we're now maybe in a performance setting and we're going down that path well, we really need to start there that's where we need to start mm. opening up our minds and understanding ourselves um and you know in order to have that be part of your routine as, as you call it your day-to-day world what you're hoping to achieve your goals you know where you're going that that mm. physical we get up and go to the gym you know you've got a session in the gym yeah. or you're on the pitch with the ball or whatever but there's the, an, another element of it which is, is 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 this human this personal like you said introspection this reflection this trying mm. to kind of work out where i struggle at times and there are a lot of things that go on in people's lives you know their home lives that really do affect their performance at work yeah yeah absolutely and i think one of the key elements for me is being um or having the tools to recognize that right so i mean you probably know this as better as anyone as a parent sometimes the kids will do something and it will trigger you as a parent to react in a certain way Mm. and unless you've know yourself you might not know or understand why you're acting in that way right 
And after the event, you're like, oh, why did I act like that? Mm. You know, why did I do that? But it, it, once you have the tools and the knowledge to understand, actually, hold on a minute, I reacted like that because this, it triggered this in me. Right, so I now know what that is. If that happens again, I know how I'm going to deal with it. And, th- and this, again, might sound to a lot of guys listening to this, all a bit woolly, all a bit unnecessary and all the rest of it. But if you want to have a, a nice, balanced and measured life, it's very important, I think, to have these tools to be able to de- you know, detect that, determine that and, and change it. Oh, absolutely. And I would say to, to anybody that, that you could, Darren, you can absolutely perform. There's people out there earning yeah. lots of money and deemed exactly. successful, if that's how they, you know, put, you know, value success. There are people out there scoring goals. There are people out there in day-to-day life as dads doing, thinking, yeah, you know, I've, I've got the kids to school. I've managed to do what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing all right. So we, you know, we are functioning. Of course we yeah. are. And some we're really succeeding and we're feeling that we're living our best lives when you really adopt understanding uh your yourself your your state of mind that and, and being able to really achieve clarity yeah the, the the levels that you're capable of go even further yeah and that, that's where i that's where i come in so you know i really help people you know, perform, I guess, and live their best lives. That's that's what I would say mm. that I do, and through through different ways, through different ways. But fundamentally, having clarity of mind mm. gives you that ability to be even more creative, even more innovative, perform even better because your yeah. mind is free. And so, yeah. we imagine if you're doing these things and you're achieving. And you're still, your mind's fuzzy, like all of us, you know, do have all the time. Millions of thoughts going on, even as you and I are talking, we'll, yep. we'll have been having different, you know, we're trying to be focused and in the moment with each other and we're doing a good job, but we will have both had distractions or things that have coming into our minds about either the next question or where the conversation's going or what we're doing later on or whatever. Mm. We all do that. And yeah. that ability to be still, to be calm, to really reflect and have that real clarity of mind and understand how to get there because it's there all the time. Like we call it kind of blue sky, I guess, thinking, you know, yeah. there's, there's clouds or the blue sky is always there. But clouds yeah. sometimes just come in and cloud it. And so, so yeah, I, I, I agree. There'll be people, and there always has been, and, and I've worked with a lot of men and generally men throughout my whole career um, and even so now in sport. Um, but I feel like that when people can perform, as I said, and, and can function, but there's so much more opportunity, yeah. so much yeah. more. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, what I will say is I was one of those people when I was in the corporate world, when when people like you came into the to the business, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you know what? I've just not got time for this. I am too busy. Yeah. You just need to suck it up and crack on, you know, but you are essentially by taking that kind of attitude and mindset, you are essentially limiting your capabilities. Yeah. Because it's like you say, you know, once you can tap into that, you are limitless. And exactly the, 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 you know, the parallels that you use there, you know, you've got your dad, who's probably very happy, got 2.4 kids, he's got a career. Then you've got these other guys in the world who are creating billion dollar companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have crazy lives. We're all human. We're mm-hmm. all the same. Yeah. And they don't have any more skills than we do, you know? So, it's it's just for me it's just proof that once you're able to really understand what goes on inside your head and be able to use tools to kind of utilize that you know we are it's cliche again but we are limitless and so for for the people daniel that are listening to this you know kind of stripping it back taking it back down a level um when we're talking about mental health and symptoms and stuff like that you know a lot of people I would suggest probably put that down to just oh it's just stressful life's just stressful I'm stressed but what kind of things or symptoms have you seen which which people could maybe you know you or be aware of that that could you know tell them that they're actually struggling a little bit with mental health and some of the things that they could then obviously use to kind of deal with that uh i mean it's a million dollar question um, yeah as you know it's that we're all so varied everybody's experience is, is really different which again is a key point and for people to understand we often look at others 
um, and of yeah. how they're doing and how they're getting on and how many lift weights they've lifted, how far they're running, you know, how many sales they've made in the in the boardroom, whatever. We often yeah. look at other people. We do so often um, and compare ourselves, and that's a big no no um, yeah. for me. Um, so yeah, but you know, generally, you, you'd notice in yourself in your performance if if you do because. Even when, you know, you mentioned there are people out there that are, you know, running billion dollar corporate organizations or, or you know, professional athletes or whatever. Mm. And even that's all good. And, and as you, you know, you get to 45, 50, 55. And have mm. you missed other things? You know, have you, missed, yeah. you know, you, you don't then get there. Everything's not always, no matter what you feel you've achieved outwardly inside or at home or whatever you're going through, you may have a trauma that you've not, that's come up in your life. You may, yeah. you know, something might happen. So there's a lot that, that you know, all, all that's all good, but then what, what else? And so when, when you, you know, using the word like I, I do quite freely, when you notice, and I, I don't know whether or not many men do, um, no. women, but we you know, yeah. we're on Fit, Fitter Healthy Dads podcast, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> whether, whether yeah. many men do stop and notice, you know, yeah. do, you, do you actually take that time just to think about how you're doing? You know, yeah. are, are you happy in what you're doing in your job? Are you happy in your relationship with your life? Are there things that could change? Um, and so I think noticing your surroundings, your environment, your is is yeah. key. And then there are the more traditional things that I, I guess really do align with you know mental illness symptoms, yeah. um, which are you know maybe social social withdrawal you know yeah. your diet changes you may overeat you may undereat your sleep yeah. habits change and sleep is so important which i guess yes. you got you know you guys must talk about quite a lot on, on this yeah. or, or if, because it's just a real indicator actually yeah. to yeah. um your health physical and mental health um yeah. so your sleep patterns may change um there are a lot of um uh physical health um mm -hmm. things actually that are impacted by mental health and i don't think you know in some of the traditional maybe in more standard ways of um uh, in medicine don't always look at that um and i think you know there are physical and illnesses that can occur through poor mental health um yeah. and so you know if you're not getting anywhere at the doctor you've got a pain you're having chronic headaches you've got gut um pain which you know and bloating and all those other things that are massively affected by what we eat. i mean again i know yes. you know that but our our nutritional input is huge and our diet yeah. is massive in terms of the impact on our physical health but also um our physical health can be an indicator of poor of poor mental health so yeah. i guess yeah the symptoms would be you know yeah your traditional symptoms would be that you know and we know for depression people tend to you know struggle feel sad you know your mood can change and and, and I think it's key also to recognize that, that that would happen over a consistent period of time. Um, I think with depression, they look at maybe four or five symptoms being in place for at least two weeks before you'd be diagnosed with that. Because as we know, yeah. we're up and down all the time. You know, we change quite a lot, but it's it's the it's the, the consistency of, of those mood changes, all those behavior changes when you need to maybe start thinking about seeking some help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, you know, at a very basic level, and again, I might be generalizing here or kind of stereotyping around men. But one of the first places I would suggest people do is actually talk to someone. 100%. <laughs> talk about it. Because, you know, we, we, we do take on this macho persona. And, and it's almost like, you know, you, it, it, for example, if you're the head of the family, you're, you're there to support and protect your family. And I get that. I understand that. But that's not to say that you can't talk to somebody about your struggles is they are very real and they are very relevant um and so i think that, that that's an important point to kind of to make um and then the other thing is what you know you mentioned there about when you get to 40 45 i, I put a post out on facebook a few weeks ago and um about you know almost like midlife crisis and, and happiness because it's it's studies and statistics have shown that when you get to 40 there's a large majority i, I can't remember the percentages now of, of men who are in their 40s who are desperately unhappy mm. because they've reached a point in their lives where they thought they would be in a certain place and they're not. Yeah. And this kind of comes into the whole midlife crisis. Now, I've had, I don't know how many posts on this, on this Facebook page, but 
men classic men going on there and saying well i'm not midlife crisis i don't know what a midlife crisis is you just got to get on with it but it is very real and i think that is it's it's again stopping and reflecting and maybe even writing down you know because once you get stuff on paper it, that helps as well writing down perhaps how you're feeling where you you know where you're at where you would like to be and and then talking about it to somebody um, I think, you know, is very important. You know, the, the physical health side of things is, you know, like you said, is very, very important. And, you know, our diet diet is huge. And I, I won't go off too much on a tangent on this, but <laughs> essentially what you put in your gut affects what goes up in your brain. We've got the vagal nerve that goes from the gut to the brain. And if you're eating manufactured fats, inflammatory foods, high, foods that are in high, high amounts of sugar, you'll cause inflammation in your brain at a very mm-hmm. basic level. And that just will affect, without question, your mental health. Um, well, absolutely. That's... I mean, sugar's just a killer, isn't it? Sugar yeah. is in everything, every bloody yeah. thing that we everybody's consumed by. So much sugar is so addictive. It's like, yeah. you know... It's one of the biggest drugs out there, um, if yeah. not worse than, you know, you do you, you recreational drugs. And yeah. um, we don't recognize it. And people and, and the mood shift between, you know, when you've had Definitely. this sugar high and then you come down is a massive yeah. impact. And that's, that's your health. That's your mental health at work. That, that, yeah. that's, the, that's the direct line. Like you said, do your mental health. That's that's that that coming down feeling and that up mm. feeling is all going on in your brain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good point. And I'd also like to say. To those men who are on your Facebook saying, oh, well, well. <laughs> it's actually to me and to a lot of women um, that I speak to, um, really attractive in men if they're aware of their mental health, you know, if right. they're free to talk about stuff that's going on. You know, I'm not mm. saying we don't all want a Debbie Downer, especially on a first date. <laughs> you don't want a yeah. man coming on like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not in a good place. You know, that's not, I'm not yeah. sure going to get the date, the second date with that. I'm just saying that for women now, you know, I'm 40, turn 40 this year. Oh, um, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, in relations, being in, I've been in a long-term relationship, and but a lot of my friends are single and they're meeting new guys and they want men who have this awareness. Yeah. You know, they don't want a man who can, who goes to work and makes a load of money or who's at the gym and who's really fit and looks great and they've not got this ability to reflect and mm. to talk about who they are and to talk yeah. about what they've been through or where, you know, what, how, you know, what they're hoping to achieve from a, a, a personal level. You know, yeah. it's attractive. And also, it's brave, Darren, mm. vulnerability yeah. and being able to connect. You only really connect with people through being vulnerable. And when I yeah. say vulnerable, I remember saying it a few years ago to my partner. In fact, I'm giving him a few years. Like, he's come on a lot since then. It's probably a year <laughs> ago. Um, I said it to him a year ago, and he was like, vulnerability. He, You know, he was a bit, you know, he's quite a masculine dude. You know, he's in the gym yeah. and all that. Um, but he's quite aware of things. And, you know, I'm there yeah. always tapping away. Um, but he, <laughs> he, he, he all, you know, he said vulnerability, like I'm not vulnerable because this, 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 um, uh, image we have of vulnerability, yeah. this, you know, wilting man in the corner crying, yeah. that's not, that's not necessarily, that's not vulnerability. That's someone, one, being able to show their emotions, but vulnerability to be able to show who you are is yeah. braver to me than any other macho or masculine physical act that you can do. You know, yeah. going to war for most men might come out, might be quite easy. Sitting down yeah. and speaking about your emotions isn't. So which is braver? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, yeah, you, it's, it's I, I guess when you mention the word vulnerability, it's almost like you're weak. You know, that might be the initial yeah. response to people. But it's not about that, is it? It's, it's, it's almost about sharing. And this sounds a bit, bit I don't know, a, a bit wet, I guess. But, but, but you kind of. <laughs> sharing your kind of whole self isn't it and it's being aware of all of yourself as opposed to just one element so like you say you know going to the gym smashing out a gym uh, a gym workout and you know being all buff and all the rest of it but then there's lots of other sides to just human like your human personality side you know um you know your values your personality your vulnerability you know your you know, all those types of elements. And I think it's as a man being aware that there are all of those elements yeah. and, you know, we, we should actually embrace them. They are part of us, whether we like it or not. So why not understand them and why not deal with them? And I think a lot of that would actually go to help where 
you know, some of the mental challenges we have where we kind of, we're conflicted, but we don't know why we're conflicted and we're responding and reacting in a certain way because we don't understand why. Absolutely. That is a great point. And I think, you know, as you said, when you, when you have children, it's the first time I saw my partner really like, like melt, you know, these daughters, I guess it's the same when you have sons as well, but having these two daughters, it just melted. I never seen him be like that. And and it was, Mm. it was great. Like he had to look inside himself. Oh my God, now I've got these feelings (laughs) that Mm. I've never had before for these children. And like this is this is new to me I'm having to deal with this like amount of love really and this yeah. like emotional like protective thing that I've got but they are growing up and they're growing up into you know young girls young women let's say as met boys will and there will be yeah. conflicts and yes. there'll be conflicts with your wife or with your girlfriend or your partner or whatever and I feel like again when you're aware of yourself and can be vulnerable and can reflect it helps mm. in those situations tremendously because you can sit back and be like shit you know what I actually acted that way like you said at the top Mm. and really should I should I have acted that way you know where where could I where could I have been a little bit better even just in your own mind and break down that kind of match no I said that and that's right and that's the way that we're going to do it because this is way that you do it well hold on a minute we don't all do that your kids are individuals you're a dad of these amazing human beings who are yeah. individual people and they're going to grow and develop in ways that may differ from you. And unless you can bring your whole self to yeah. that relationship, then that relationship won't when you, you know, there's a lot of us now, Darren, at 30, in your 30s and 40s that look at your parents and think, really? You said this to me or you yeah. parents me like this or I'm not sure I believe that values my value anymore. You know, we, we start to change right. The closer and the earlier you can get, yeah, to that real connection, which which is that freedom of allowing people to grow and be who they want to be. And for them to see that's okay with you, then your relationship will blossom like forever then. Yeah, definitely. I I completely agree with that. And I think the other key point for me around children is that if I, as a father, am able to display all those other areas that we talked about and I am able to... um, kind of communicate to them that maybe their their you know the the self-talk they have the things that they feel they have is all normal and show them that there's ways of means of dealing with it just amaze just imagine what kind of people that they're going to grow up into as well so it's not just about you yeah it's it's about you know showing the kids as well and i and i i completely agree with what you said you know around the parent side of things you know we get to a stage in our lives where we have perhaps you or kind of lived by the values and, and, and conditions that our parents have put upon us. And mm. then we get to a certain stage that if we're able to, to kind of reflect on ourselves and what we actually want and what our values actually are, we can actually question that and we can actually go on maybe a different path and diff, different direction and not follow the same pattern. Because as humans, we, we, we ju- we're habitual. We just follow patterns. And when you understand this, you can kind of see, you know, I can kind of see my sister and stuff, how she's following the same pattern as my parents and things like that. And if mm. she's listening to this, I don't mean it in a negative way. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is, it is that ability and the tool set, if you like, to be able to question and to look inside yeah. yourself. Um, and, and, you know, this all comes back to being able to deal with things in life in a much more measured and balanced way. Because one of, you know, one of the things that I struggled with is I had the perception that everything in life should be good. And whenever I had challenges, and this, you know, this was really for me up until about, I would say about four years ago, mm. I still had this, this perception that everything should be great. And if I've got challenges or conflict in my life, this is just not good. It's crap. I need to get it out of my life. Well, actually, that's not right, and that's not life. It's, it's not, not balance, is it? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you can't have one without the other. You know, you can't have happiness without sadness and all the rest of it. You know, so it's in, it's learning to embrace that you are going to get challenges in life. You things are going to go wrong. You are going to get stresses, and it's then how you deal with it so you don't spiral. Mm. So. You know, obviously, 
the, the symptoms are extremely varied, but let's, if we take it back to what I said before around kind of almost like mental maintenance, mm. you know, is there a kind of a protocol that you would or could recommend, you know, based on people that you've worked with in the past, if we consider the kind of age group that we're talking about, you know, kind of 35 to, to kind of 50, 60, that kind of age group, and that's quite broad, but generally just, you know, perhaps men that haven't even considered before listening today they haven't even considered that that you know perhaps they should consider their mental health i mean you know stop <laughs> is, is my, you know just stop in the moment you know yeah. like it's a really difficult um i reckon it's actually you're you sparking off lots of different thoughts for me actually with work but it's a it's a hard um age group actually it's a challenging age group like day-to-day men 40 to 60 let's say dads you know um uh which but you know and i come across obviously them all the time most of the men that i work with are dads but yeah that that the kind of a bit i guess you know never really tapped into thinking about their mental health or but they are maybe stats spiraling i mean you mentioned earlier and again the power of communication Mm. is underrepresented like it's so important to be able to speak to you know your mate and you know preferably you know if it's in the pub it's in the pub that's fine Um, but you know if you're you know to trying to to really talk to someone just i'm struggling at the moment with what's going on i'm just not feeling great um and i mean obviously come to me would be my first thing <laughs> send me an email if you want we'll talk we can talk it through but um no I um I definitely would think that taking that time to 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 reflect and you know it gets a little bit tricky you know as soon as we start we kind of close off again because mm. as I mentioned before it's hard which is why I always say it's brave because yes. it's not easy to do it's no. easy to shut off isn't it so yes. that, so being brave is blocking out shutting off blocking out what's going on and carrying on with your day-to-day work is the easy route and although people might think that that's the masculine brave route that's the thing to do that shows that you're coping actually the stuff that's harder to do is the brave is braver so to me really being able to speak to somebody just a friend or anybody and often I find even through my time in sport and, and, and playing myself, it's the people that may be on your team or that you know at the gym or at work that's not maybe your busy or yeah. your wife or your dad or your mum or whatever. Those are the people that you kind of connect with a little bit and you have friendships with that actually are sometimes the easier, easier people that you may feel won't judge you, don't really know mm. much about your history, that you can let off a bit of steam to and just maybe yeah. speak about what, what's going on. Um, mm. But um, this, I mean, it's, well, this is definitely a bit fluffy but it's worked for me in the last couple of years I say worked I'm not as well Darren a real believer in in techniques meditation is one thing that if I was going to go down a road of a technique I'd I'd, I'd probably yeah. go down because ultimately it's just noticing it's just being yeah. in the moment you know yeah. it's, it's breathing and really being in the moment of your environment you know quite often we go for a walk and we're on our phones you know lockdown yes. you know how many I, me and my partner phones are at home we're going for what we've got the kids we don't need to speak to anybody head up yeah. and breathe you know breathe in the air rather yeah. than in the gym get outside and like breathe and just be in that moment because a lot of the time, the things that we think stresses are built up from our thought. We don't have any feeling at all in this world without a thought. Yeah. It, it is the, it's the only thing that provides us with an experience, whether that yeah. be a sad experience, we've lost a game, we've you know peed off, or we're happy because we've you know just bought a new house, or whatever it might be. All those experiences just come through what our, our mind's telling us that that feeling w- would look like, and then we feel something. So when we, I don't want to get too like too technical or too deep with, um, and for the listeners, but when when we start to understand that things are just our thoughts and that we have millions of them every minute, yeah. we move on. And then yeah. your sad, the feelings that you've had within yourself, like your, um, whether it's anxiety or some depression or w- w- those feelings that are creeping in sadness um, or stress, let's say is a yeah. big one. Um, you understand that actually in a minute we move into another thought and yes. you don't always think that thing. Yeah. So that stress is there in that moment, but actually yeah. knowing that 
in a minute, I'm going to think about something else. I'm going to be distracted by something else. or I've got to go somewhere else. Those feelings aren't quite there as in the forefront in that moment, which is kind of evidence to it all just being around our thoughts. We're feeling stressed out because we're thinking this situation is making it stressful. And the the other evidence for that is that if you, if you and I both approach a situation at the same time and I don't get stressed by it and you do, Mm -hmm. it's not then the situation that's stressful. No. It's my thinking of that situation that's making me feel stressed about it. And it can maybe sound high level, um, but you know, on a, on a really basic level, let's say one of my clients said, came back to me and was like, oh my God, they don't really help because I was on a plane and I used to be really frightened of turbulence. And I used to think, oh, turbulence is horrible. And we generalize all the time. Oh, we hate turbulence, horrible. It makes you feel scared. And she said, there was this woman sitting next to me who wasn't even bothered by it. Yeah. I suddenly had this moment of like, oh my God, it's not, tur- it's not the turbulence itself. No thing can make us feel. No. We miss out that gap, which is thought that that massive thing in between that is mm. so no situation can really make us feel unless we unless we think about it and it and it can get quite deep and maybe quite hard for people to get their head around because people will start thinking about oh well you know there's awful things that happen to us you know we lose yeah. people there's abuse there's all those things that happen yeah. but again look at all these millions of migrants that are coming in all these millions of babies that are brought mm-hmm. in children that are thrown into situations that we wouldn't dream of putting our children into because yeah. our kids couldn't cope what would they do what would we do the whole thing would be straight we could never do it we'd just about you know let our kids go and sleep over at someone's house or <laughs> yeah. on our facebook because oh they're in a different class this year you yeah. know and all those kind of things and i just think really like the kids are resilient we're born with mm. it Aaron, and yeah. we lose some of that throughout our lives so so really understanding that a situation itself isn't necessarily what's driving you stress no exactly and i think the other thing as well is perspective isn't it so you know you're a, a situation which is causing you to be stressed you, you make that up in your mind yeah. uh, and and you you know you turn that into whatever stressful situation yeah. that, you know you think about but then actually when you talk to a different person about that same situation you will most likely find that actually what you're making it to be in your mind is nowhere near the reality of the actual situation absolutely and so, you know, that's, I think that's a really important thing. And I think we are, I don't know whether this is a British thing or, or what, but, you know, particularly I noticed in the UK, we, we're less inclined to want to, to kind of not bare our soul, but to kind of share things that are perhaps going wrong or perhaps kind of show us in a particular light, um, mm. you know, situations or, you know, things that we're thinking about. Whereas, you know, if you just take that time to just share that with somebody, Mm. it can put a completely different spin on it. And like you say, you know, the the, the comparison you use there about the person on the plane, it can completely change things. So, yeah, I mean, we we do we do kind of think things that are not actually yeah as bad as what they might seem well, so absolutely and also how do we even know what someone else is thinking yeah you know, literally, like literally we live our yeah. lives through if i do this they might think that or this is gonna look like this uh, who the hell knows well, any, <laughs> nobody else is gonna come up to you and say you're an idiot for doing that or for sharing that oh my god yeah. you couldn't lift that weight you must be weak yeah you know, you know what i mean like no we one we're never no. gonna know so exactly. well, there's not even any point in even yeah. thinking about it but on a real literal scale like that's like it's hard to get around because society you know we're all full yeah. of all these thoughts and social media and everything that's going on but you know being having that bravery and that showing that vulnerability and being able to put your hands up and connecting with other people um yeah. is um will really put you on a different path yeah 100 percent. so we, obviously we've talked a lot about you know conditions and mental health conditions and stuff like that if we then kind of move it up a gear to actually enhancing and improving obviously you know that's your your kind of bag is performance and performance coaching so if we're thinking about you know along the lines of either you know a dad who wants to perform better in certain situations at home or wants to perform you know better situations in their career or indeed you know even at the gym and workouts you know I know from my own personal experience you know in in sport it, and the the kind of endurance sport that I do it's a massive mental game you know people a lot of people say to me oh you must be so fit you must be so and, and fitness works to a point 
But what you actually realize is the body is pretty much capable of anything. And it's your mind that's the limiting factor. And, you know, and that goes in all areas of life, doesn't it? So, you know, if we're thinking about that, um, Daniel, what, what kind of things do you use with some of the clients that you work with for those that have kind of said, right, I'm at this level here. You know, I really want to kind of work on my mindset. Or I really want to kind of work on my mental performance to kind of take me up to the next level. What kind of things, you know, would you start to work on or, or, or look at? We've we've said it, the self and, right. and, and understanding your limitations, your, what you believe your limitations are and really working through the mind and understanding that you have that capability to do anything and resi- really reinforcing that resilience mm. and the human capabilities are within you, within all of us. Yeah. And you know, we would work through within our sessions, really talking through that and, and always things come up. You know, I, I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily have a plan. I mean, I would in a, in a corporate setting, maybe there'd be some structure because sometimes I go back to some of the traditional uh, ways, especially when we're looking at change. Maybe yeah. in, in a corporate world, we may look at, you know, where are we now? Where do we want to be and how are we going to get there? Um, and yeah. really. And, and that's more traditional, whereas I really from from my um, in my practice, in my expertise would really really start to really understand get our clients to really understand thought and mind and where that plays the biggest part in everything that you do that we don't live without that no experience no consciousness even without it um so i would definitely go um go down that road because again all the all the um i'm an nba fan i love basketball um right. and um i was watching it's the playoffs at the moment with because it's been lockdown these guys are all in like disneyland on on, on lockdown <laughs> in, a, in a bubble now all right. the teams that are in the playoffs have had to go to disneyland in florida wow. and be away from their families away from everybody that they know and the whole of the nba the playoffs the teams that have made it are in this 32 odd teams i think are in this bubble all staying at the resort is the biggest place that they could all be probably right. the highest as well because they're all six foot eight um, and seven foot um, but some of the, the issues that they've been dealing with again not coming back and seeing family mm. not being I mean these guys are conditioned they're playing four and yeah. five games a week they are like specimens um, yeah. and um, they are and, and they're really really conditioned and in and there's been some you know some interviews and some things that I've seen around you know really then starting to struggle with that intensity now they've always had that physical intensity of match after match after match after match not like football where there's generally a break well mm-hmm. quite a lot of breaks play every sat- Saturday most teams yeah. basketballers play a lot more big you know right. intense games and um, um, on a weekly basis and um, really you know like you, you said a couple of the key players have really spoken about like LeBron James is the biggest mm. star in the world in, in basketball and, and, and in sport really um, um, his mental fitness app and a lot of the players talking about just going back and meditating and freeing their mind from actually all these things now that I'm missing and that I'm worrying about are actually hindering me. I've got a job here to do. I'm going to get through it. And when it could be dads, like you said, packing up four lunch boxes, I've got six kids. I've got one going swimming, one going dancing, one at karate. I've got emails coming (laughs) in. The house is a mess, whatever, all those things that we've got to do. And it's all right. And when you yeah. breathe, like you said, that the meditation, when you just breathe through it and know that you'll do it, like, yeah. I, I, you know, my delivery yesterday, I was, it was a lot of people and I was there talking to quite a lot of people. I did a big presentation and, and I was starting to get on the way. I was thinking, God, I can feel some anxiety coming. It's adrenaline yeah. really, I guess. Yeah. But because I knew that in a minute I'm going to walk through the door and see this woman and all that is going to go. Cause she's going to say, hi, Danielle, welcome. Do you like a yeah. coffee? And yeah. all that stuff's going to go. But if I didn't have that awareness, and this is what I, mm. I work with my clients, it manifests. It's not that it never comes in, Darren. It's not that the anxieties, the stresses, the things never come in. But with the yeah. work yeah. that we do um, and understanding that, I'd say to your listeners, that in a minute, if I can say in the most simple terms, it's gonna there'll be something else. Yeah. Then it doesn't manifest itself for days and weeks and hours right. and you're not sat stressed about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, it's so key. It's that, again, it goes back to that introspection. It's understanding what's going on and how you're going to deal with it. Because to, to use your situation of you being on the train and anxiety building up, you can use that as anxiety or you can use it as an, as adrenaline. 
Um, and the fact that that's a natural reaction to for you to go into a situation which is unknown and it's fine. It's a normal thing. You know, it's a human a, a, a reaction mm-hmm. to, a, to an unknown situation. Yeah. And that reminded me actually when you said that of a situation that happened with with Callum, my son, who's um, he's now 13. But at the time we were going, he was 11. We were going to his um, uh, first triathlon. And we were in the car and we were pulling up to the venue. And obviously there's, you know, like a big circus, lots of stuff going on and mm. lots of people turning up. And he, and he in the car, he was like, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, you know what that is? That is you're anxious. You don't know. It's a fear of unknown. And it's also, you know, it is a little bit of adrenaline kicking in. Mm. And, and it's fine. And that's a normal thing. And to be able to kind of get them to understand what that is it just helps you deal with the situation in a much more competent manner Mm. um, opposed to doing what you know our I guess want of a better word our animal brain will tell us to do is just run away you know because we're we're under threat or we feel like we're under threat Mm. uh, and running away so yeah I think that's yeah I think that's really key and and like you say you know the, the the athletes and things like that and and mental performance we don't need to overcomplicate it um no and yeah kind of doing that a little bit that my work is yeah i guess it it it, there's such a simplicity Mm. to it that's i don't pile on techniques to people because you there's nothing to do yeah There's, there's actually nothing to do but just to have that understanding of where those thoughts are coming from and knowing yeah. that they're not real. And you said we, we, we make them, we make stories up. Mm, we we live our lives through making these stories up about things, Darren, and rather <laughs> than, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. when you're going to hit that final shot or you've got a penalty shootout or you, your kids, you, you, whatever it is you're doing at home with the children, like that, that, um, that there's those stories that we build up are just hinder us they just pile on when we can release that oh my like you know I'm so passionate about it but when we can release Mm. that it's just amazing and again don't get me wrong I I said it might yesterday I had the same thing it comes for all of us the the best professionals in the world the, the, the the best coaches in the world you know the athletes the people that seem to be performing at their you know optimal performance or whatever they we all have it which is what we said yeah. as well when you talk to other people you realize that they're they're going through stuff as well Definitely. they were nervous too and we, we all hold that back but when you just release release that it just starts to become easier to deal with those things that are inevitable and and Ella Ray my daughter who's going into year five started at not a new club but moved up with the big girls and she's so tall and and (laughs) amazing athlete she's like with like the bigger kids um and she stepped out at the car and it was outdoor because we can't go inside yet to train and she was out it was outdoor and she saw these kids and they're all in the kit and they're getting ready to go and like she even looked at me she's generally quite a confident kid she loves sport and she looked at me and she like froze a bit you know, yeah. she was just a bit like, oh, I'm not sure. And in the moment, we needed to get out of the car because we were going to be late. And in the moment, I was like, you'll be fine. Come on, let's go. Like, yeah. and I'm not going to really ponder to that in that moment because I know that that thought, and as soon as yeah. she was on the court, got the ball, paid her subs, off she went. There was, oh, mummy, I can't wait for next week at the end. I can't wait, can't wait. Yeah. Whereas I did then speak to her about that feeling afterwards. But in that moment, like, we're going to get a fresh thought in a minute. We're going to have a new feeling. So let's not hold on to yes. this one. Let's, yeah. let's move through it and let's move on to yeah. the next thought, you know? Yeah, I had an definitely. argument with Anthony one day. I was going to work, uh, my partner, and um, we had a big argument in the morning before we left out and I felt really low about it and I was really mm. upset. And I put the radio on and, like, the music came on. I love I love music and dancing and singing and that. Yeah. And I, I was singing away and it took me and I was <laughs> and it was amazing. I got to the office and I had a bit of a reflection and a bit of an insight. And I just thought, oh my God, like yeah. I would have driven with that. I had a new thought. I had new things that came in. I was distracted by something else. And this big, massive feeling that I had a role, you know, the relationship and whatever, whatever <laughs> came into my head, like we all get, like, oh, it's not yeah. right. Um, it just went. And then by lunchtime, I could text him and say, oh, that was stupid or whatever it was without mm. it, you know, and, I, and it really, it really hit me. I'll, I'll always remember that. I remember literally where I was driving when, when, and where I got to when it kicked in. Cause I just thought, yeah. oh my God, this clarity that I've had now, because that, just didn't think I'm not going to spend my time thinking about that I'm going to move on 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, that that is a whole other kind of avenue we could disappear off down. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's fine with with that and relationships. But I think it's very important, right? I think it is very important because we do, again, we just tend to magnify things or make things out to actually what what they're, they're not. And we can't let things go. And we, you know... Um, yeah, it's important to be able to have that reflection or to have that kind of stop mm. point to say, actually, this is not as bad as what I'm making it out to be. Mm. Um, and, and, and kind of, you know, not sensitize it, but just kind of get it into a little bit more perspective. Yeah, so, and I will say, Darren, sorry to interrupt you because I know right. we've got to move on, but I will say most people that you ask, whatever job they do, if they've got children and their dad's out there that listen, most people that you ask, what's the most important job in your life? What's the most important thing to you? And they will naturally probably just say their kids. Yeah. And if that's true, then that relationship, then that, when you say your kids, that means you're talking about your relationship. Yeah. Your connection, your love yeah. to them, for them feeling loved, for them feeling protected. Then if that, that says it all to me in terms of the work that you might need to do to manage that, maintain that as much as you do on the court or in the boardroom. Yeah. And you can yeah. only do that by bringing yourself and knowing, Definitely. and you can only do that by knowing yourself, you know? So yeah. that kind of validates that point. But sorry again. No, I'll, no, no, I'll that's fine. And I just, I just, before, before we wrap up, I just wanted to say, you know, what you said about earlier and, and saying that you, you know, your work is simple. As humans, we are very, very good at overcomplicating things. Mm. And I hold my hand right up high. I am the world's worst at overcomplicating things and situations. <laughs> and it, like you say, it doesn't need to be. And if Mm-mm. you know people listen to this and you know reflecting on the statement you said about your work simple, when they really understand it and break it down, it is very simple. Yeah. And it's only as complicated as you make it absolutely you may need a kickstart you may need some help from somebody that can help you kickstart it but once you kind of get it you fly yourself absolutely so before we wrap up then danielle what didn't i ask you that you feel like i should have asked you which would benefit the listeners um how i feel about dads and men today um which would be an absolute amazing level of respect i think the world has changed so much in the last how many years and men used to be able to go to work come home women were at home doing all the duties um then women started going to work and and earning and still at home doing all the duties (laughs) (laughs) um but men now are expected i know that i expect my partner in my relationship to do as i do like yeah. why why is there any different so no. i'm hoping and don't get me wrong i still feel that us as women we kind of have the thought about it i'm the one with the emails about swimming starts next week and everything <laughs> still alive. i'm the, the orchestrator maybe still in yeah. terms of our home life as well as you know my business and he's in his business and you know he, he manages his business and does what he does but i've just got this level of respect and i don't think that men get as much credit as they deserve and a lot of the people that I come into contact with um, and through the other the mental podcasts and, and through my work um, we you know talk about empowering women women have been empowered you know get a, a really feeling that empowerment we support each other it's okay yeah. to say I'm a woman I'm empowered I'm going to be the best I can be and I don't necessarily think over the last few years which is why this podcast that you're doing is amazing um, and and there's more podcasts out there for men to be really to feel that empowerment because shifts power shifted and yeah. things have changed um, and I think men are as valuable as women and they are doing you know trying to come home and do the dinner or take kids to sport or do whatever it might be with them um, as well as doing their work and as well as being a husband and all the other things and trying to figure out their mental health and an emotional connection and all yeah. that adding on to it yeah. now but it really isn't it really <laughs> is simple and I just yeah it's not a question it's a statement I just want to say like you know I've got a lot of respect for men out there and I think that um you know you guys that are living you know and doing trying your best to provide is maybe a bit of an old school word that I don't necessarily love but try your best to support and look after your family in the best way you can then all you know loads of respect for that yeah fantastic yeah I think that's um that's a great statement to to end on and I really appreciate you said that so thank you very much um thanks very much for your time on the show today so how can uh, people connect with you? What's the name of your podcast going to be? All that kind of good stuff. 
So mentalpodcast.co.uk um, is um, is um, for mental and you can find me on that. But um, my website um, is Danielle S. Hogan. Um, you may put it in a link or I yeah, can, I'll can find me. But yeah, DanielleSHogan.com and you can find me there and you can you can pop me an email through that and it'll show you the work that I do. Um, and um, Fate and Freedom is my podcast, so look out for that. Awesome. Okay, and when when's it going to be launched? Oh, that's another sixty-four thousand dollar question. We've done a recording. I'm I'm in that process. I, I feel like I'm going to do um I'm going to do a block episode of recordings okay. and then send it all out there. So we've recorded one, and I'm looking to record another one next week. So toward October, and hopefully there'll be a suite of six to eight episodes for people to check in on. And actually, funnily enough, that's going to be starting with conversations with my dad. Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah. All right, well, I would put all the links to your um website in the show notes and when you do launch it if you send me the link i'll update the show notes and i'll put that in there as well brilliant thank you for having me Thanks no to worries it's been great to talk to you danielle i really appreciate your time and um, i look forward to catching up with you again soon you are welcome yeah take care thanks darren bye thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and i would really appreciate if you could leave a review on itunes All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.